G'day and welcome to Mark and Cars Porsche Talk Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things Porsche, from air-cooled, water-cooled, rear-engine, front-engine, even mid-engine. There'll be something here for you. But most importantly, we're going to talk to the people who are passionate about our favourite brand. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen today, and if you've got any input, suggestions, comments, anything, please send me a message. You'll be able to catch me on nearly all social media platforms as Mark and Cars, or just send me an email. Anyway, let's get on with the podcast. Well, uh, welcome everyone to episode two. I've got a special guest here today, Jeff from Homebuilt by Jeff. Thanks very much for joining us today. <laughs> no worries, mate. Um, happy to be here. Great. Um, so I've been following your channel for a couple of years now. I've been really enjoying it. Uh, it's a very different type of YouTube product with a similar enthusiasm and theme to what I do myself. So, you know, yep. and we're both quite sympathetic Porsche enthusiasts, obviously. I am definitely a Porsche tragic. I, yes, I, <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not one-eyed, uh, but I do have four Porsches now, which is, which is pretty. <laughs> yeah, that sounds four-eyed to me, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but, but I do have an Alpha as well. So. <laughs> sure, sure. And I'm sure, um, you know, any, anyone that's listening to this podcast or watching the podcast on YouTube um, will be familiar with your channel, no doubt, if they have anything to do with mine, just because I, I'm sure we have some, a lot of common threads, in, uh, you know, between viewers. Definitely, definitely. And um, just if I can just discuss your YouTube channel for a couple of minutes, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great. So the I see you recently passed 100,000 subscribers. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up at the plaque on the wall now, finally got the, <laughs> the plaque, which, which I know yourself would also be uh, be pining for. I was for, for many years. I've been doing this for over five years now, and it's uh, – it's 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 a lot of hard work, as you well know, to uh, to actually to get there. And, and I'm I'm really grateful to to everybody who watches my my silly videos in the garage that uh, help me get there. Well, congratulations! It's an amazing achievement, you know. And it as as big as, as an achievement as it is, you know yourself as a content creator how hard it is to achieve that outcome. You know, you, and you're not a 14 year old boy. You know free falling out of an aeroplane without a parachute to try and get the views or anything like that. You, you're doing the hard yeah. yards to do it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I didn't start it to be a channel. I mean, maybe I secretly hoped it might actually turn into something, but sure. uh, but I, I sort of, I, I had my original car, my Harry, my uh, orange 911, and uh, that, was, that was a black rusty heap. And I was about to start restoring it. I thought, it, it, you know, uh, instead of just having a build thread on a forum and just posting up photos every now and then, I thought, how about I do little videos of it? That's something that I would watch. So I thought, well, how about I sort of contribute and do my bit to, to do it? And, and um, yeah, and then as I'm sure you know as well, like once once you sort of post something up and you get like your first 100 views and you're like, wow, there's 100 people out there who's, who want to watch my silly little video. Like it's like and, – and that and – that, gets you spurred on to, to do more and, and, uh, and yeah, and I've sort of, you know, it, it got bigger and bigger and obviously I got a bit better to, at the editing and stuff like that. I'm still far from an expert and I still um and are and, like, you know, I'm, I'm not the smoothest on camera but... Uh, do, do you find that you edit out much of your um, talking? Do you know, like, do you f- 
are there blocks where you go, what was I even talking about here? And just go chop, chop, chop. Yes, I do. Like, well, sometimes I, well, often I know that I sort of mess it up. So I stop and I start again. And, and, and because I think it helps the fact that I'm editing it. So I know how to try and talk so that I can re-edit it again reasonably smoothly. I know at the start I used to um and ah heaps and I'd chop it too much and people would see it sort of like it kept jumping, jump cutting everywhere and it just, just it was it was horrible. So, um, yeah, I mean, I do, I, I'm, I'm, I've gotten better at being able to get things across, but people still give me heaps about my umming and ahhing and whatever, you know, I'm, I'm just a guy working. But they're watching and that's how they know and that's the important thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Look, I'm, I, I, I just am a, an enthusiast like the rest of us, uh, and I just happen to just chuck a camera in the corner of the garage while I'm doing it. That's that's yeah. Do you watch much YouTube? Yeah, yeah, I watch. I watch probably almost half of any all, all you know viewing I do is YouTube videos. I you know follow lots of lots of other channels out there. Sure, and I've. Uh... Do you like? Do you uh, support much of the Australian content with other car builders or uh, car enthusiast channels? Like, like obviously, two thirds of the Australian population obviously, you know, watch Mighty Car Mods, and those guys yeah. do an amazing job. But I was just curious: is there other channels out there that some of the viewers might not know about, or you think that are yeah. worth spending your time on? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually um, in the process of trying to organise uh, an Aussie YouTuber challenge at the moment. So uh, I've been talking to a lot of the uh, the big build um, fantastic um, to try and do a sort of a the the emphasis is more on getting our cars from all of our channels like that people would know to compete on the track and off the track but uh, trying to keep it fun rather than having someone who's got the ultimate car that does, does you know, the, the sure. best, try and tailor the whole experience for everyone. And um, I've been friends with uh, with Benny from Mighty Car Mods for quite a while. Um, he's, he, Benny's Custom Works, that's his his channel, and he, he lives five minutes from me. So, okay. um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was ringing him for advice yesterday. Um, and... Um, uh, but I've been discussing with uh, the Skid Factory in Queensland. I really, really, really like their work. I mean, yeah, good. Uh, for me, build channels are the are the, the the things that I really get into. I don't watch a lot of car reviews and things like that because sure. my interest is in in the in the build. Yeah, creation. Sure. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, those guys. Um, but uh, actually, one of the small channels that I've only just started. Uh, I. I Chatted to him. It was brought to my attention when I was doing this thing. He's only about six thousand subscribers, I think. But Hack Shop Garage in um, he's based in Victoria, and uh, he's a uh, you know he does a lot of work on sort of you know a lot of old Holdens and stuff like that. But they're just okay. really really entertaining uh, band to him and his uh, him and his mate. Just sort of you know they they work together, and uh, I I think that they they've got a channel that's you know. They're putting out some quality stuff, but I think it's worth uh, worth watching. And I'm, and I'm happy to sort of help out whoever. Yeah, I know myself, I suppose I didn't really get much help in uh, get, getting here really besides people sharing that, uh, you know, build video of mine. But sure. uh, I, I'm, I'm often reaching out. Oh, uh, 
Colin Byrne, I really, really like his stuff. He's an alpha guy, but um, he's building um, – he, he's only – 2,000 subscribers, which is way undersubscribed. He does fantastic stuff, and he's building a uh, a Stratos. Um, okay, sure. Rally car. And, and that's uh, – he does a lot of high-end engineering stuff, um, but he always makes sure he has a safety beer first, which is <laughs> which is entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, well, that all sounds good. I'll, I'll definitely have to check out some of those channels. I was yeah. unfamiliar with a few of them. It's interesting yeah. you mentioned the term undersubscribed. There's yeah. a um, there's a there's a couple who do some amazing cinematic car review style videos in Japan called um, Claire and Ayesh, and yeah. they just do these amazing edits, and it's like going to the cinema is the only way to describe it. You know, it's just everything's just sweet perfection, and you know they share it or they send me a message, say I posted a new video and it's got like 400 views, and I'm going, this is heartbreaking. Like you know they've put a week into this edit at least, you know, but that's just how it is sometimes. You know, they just people getting ground or traction yeah. with a with the right audience at the right time. It's fascinating, but I did have someone mention to me, I, well, I mentioned to them that we were going to have a discussion that, um, and they he. This person mentioned to me that they reckon you're a genius by making sure you bring a pretty face, that being your wife, Mrs. <laughs> Jeff, onto the video on a regular basis. So they don't have to look at your mug all the time. And I thought, yeah, maybe I need to do something like that too. <laughs> so to be honest, as much as as I thought it would help, and, and I love having uh, my wife as part of the, the sure video. involved. So she yep. enjoys being involved and having something to do. I haven't noticed any measurable metric change with with her being in the videos. Sure. Like her being in the um, uh, in the thumbnail doesn't really make any difference to the to sure. the, uh, the view count or anything. But um, but yeah, it's 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 great being able to sort of do it, do it together and and uh, and you know. I mean, one of my sort of favourite bits is putting her bloopers in the end of the, <laughs> end of the, the video. The real, the real shame about that is very few people stay to the end of a video. You know yourself, you know, when the, um, you look at your analytics on videos and just the number of viewers at the end versus start is fascinating. That is, I think, oh, uh, yes, I, I have my uh, my dash hands around here as well. I've got a, <laughs> I've got a, I've got a miniature dash hand as well. Um yeah, uh, I've actually found a lot more people stay to the end of those videos because ah, there is the bloopers that something yeah, to one. watch all the way mm-hmm. to the end. So it's worth hanging around. I mean, a lot of people comment that they go straight to the end. Is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the this podcast is Porsche Talk, so mm-hmm. I want to talk Porsche. Yes. Tell us, okay. tell us about Harry. Harry, For those who are unfamiliar with the car, or okay, your yeah, well, Harry, Harry, I bought um, as a bit of a um, a bit of a, a, a bastard, really. It's a it's a 1974 911 uh, sold to me as a 1976 911s. It's actually by the Venus 1974. It's been converted from left hand drive to right hand drive. Um, it had a it was a complete car with with sort of big patches of bog and rust coming off of it, and um, uh, a blown engine. It's got the typical 2.7 issue, which is a magnesium case. Sure. They built them to run hot. To for, yes. that's when they introduced emissions and it pulls head studs. And somebody had rebuilt it. And uh, the uh, basically what they'd done is uh, when it when it the magnesium is soft, so when it gets hot, it pulls the, the studs straight, sure. it pulls the threads out. 
So they put just helicoils in, which is not the way to fix it. Um, but basically with all the head studs, they need to be all perfectly straight and square. And what they did is they must have drilled it out by hand with a potato. And um, so all, all the head studs are at all different angles. Yeah, so yeah. their idea is like, oh, well, if they're not straight, all we have to do is oblong the holes through the cylinders and the heads and everything all the way down to get these heads on. Is the, that right? On, like just everything was done wrong. And, and I think they said it drove 100 metres and, and it pulled head studs again. They said they bought the engine on Gumtree or something that was rebuilt. And I'm like, I, I think they probably did it themselves. It was either way, they obviously tried to rebuild it once and yep. didn't do a good job and it didn't last. So we... Um, we repaired it and built it uh, back up. Actually, one of my viewers is um, Neil Harvey from Performance Developments in Los Angeles, and he's ex-Brabham Formula One, um, won two world championships building their engines, and then um, he was the head engine builder for Andile, so the Porsche racing in the Sure, good, good guy to know. And, yeah, and he reached out and said, you know, do you want to come over and, and do your engine here? And he let me in the shop and I did a lot of the machining on the engine, like under his tutelage. And sure, yeah. We repaired this engine and I rebuilt the bottom end at his shop under his uh, okay. watchful eye and then brought it back here and... and As hand luggage? Sorry? As hand luggage? Uh, not quite. Some of it hand luggage, but most of it was, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and so basically the engine started life as a just, just a typical mag 2.7 but it's yep, actually yep. a uh, now it's a 2.8 twin plug with 10.8 to 1 compression it's got wow, um, tw- uh, it's got uh, individual throttle bodies with a um, uh, e throttle that I've managed to uh, set up to it so it's a fly by wire throttle which means i have nice cruise control and everything on the highway it's great yeah. um <laughs> Uh, and yeah, obviously it's got, it's got an aftermarket ECU and, and, and my thing is that I do everything. So I stripped the car back to bare metal. I sure. fixed all the rust. I built the roll cage. I painted it all. I built a spray booth out of a tent in my garage, um, painted it and, uh, I bought a sewing machine, sewed the interior and, and I did basically every single part of the car myself, which is sort of. Well, I like to learn how to do things, and I, that was I, my I, test, test run. I imagine uh, part of the learning process is you must, as this project's gone on for a few years for you now, mm. you must uh, be looking at stuff you did two or three years ago. Go, yeah, now I know what I know. I'm going to do that differently and fix that up. Is there much of that going on with the car? Has there? Definitely. I mean, like Harry, I would like to probably redo one one day. Like it was. Not bad for the time, but my my metalwork skills and a lot of things are so much better now. I, I would I, I would potentially redo it at some stage, but the thing is, is I'm just enjoying it now. Last well, you weekend do build, was build them to drive them, don't you? Oh yeah. Well, last weekend was Luftwasser uh, 2021, so big uh, Porsche event in uh, Albury Redonga. Uh, it's organised by um, a mate of mine, Stu, and um, there were 174 cars, like Porsche's Porsche sports cars, that turned up. And yeah, Harry copped a beating. It's got a cracked windscreen again after all the headaches I went through through the windscreen. It's got heaps of stone chips. Uh, it's uh, got like the the wheels are still scrubbing on the rears inside the guard, so it's bubbling the paint on the outside. Wheel, wheels too big or just suspension setup? What's the problem there? 
wheels wheels too big. It really would be better with 15s. I've got 17s on it. I stupidly went with 17s back when I first started because I yeah, think sure. thing has had and they had mm-hmm. 17s. And yep. now I realise that's probably not the ideal, but also, yeah, I mean, you, you live and learn, but the car performed fantastically, you know, drove a couple of thousand Ks and some hard kilometres and – I'm really impressed with how it handles yeah, the track day in that as well, and and it just, just are you, goes are you so well. you're in Barrel, are you? You're in that yeah. area, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you drove from there across to Albury, Wodonga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, so good good length trip, you know, without being in the car for like I'm in Perth, so everywhere is a long way away in a car. Yes. So, but the um yeah, so what's that? Three 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 and a half hours each way is that? Five hours. Oh, five yeah. hours. Okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, well, uh, and we went the long way, so so it took about. Yeah, sure. Hours, yeah, like, yeah. But, as you, but, as you but, do but, when you've got an air cooled Porsche. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and how, how's the comfort in the car in the cabin with airflow and stuff like that in it for a car that car for that length trip? Airflow is the main thing. Um, I actually uh, soon into building the car, I realised that it wasn't going to be a track car because I can't afford to break it uh, all the time. So. Um, although it did really great on the track and it's a car that I will take on these track days, but I built it as a, a car to do events like that. So to do a road trip, sure. um, do a, 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 an event and still be comfortable because so many of these cars you get out and your ears are ringing and you just, you just really don't want to get back in the car. I do own a um, three, five, six. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, probably not as bad as, um, uh, outlaw garages, Three, five, six. No, is- then, no, Scott's cars, um, <laughs> you would need uh, noise-cancelling headphones to drive from Melbourne up to Albury and that thing, I reckon. Yes. Or, or do uh, a lot of yelling at each other. Yes, and I mean, I've got a, uh, a friend in the UK. I actually met him at um, the Le Mans Classic five years ago. Sure. And uh, he drove from the UK to um, Le Mans. Uh, in his backdate 964, completely stripped out, no interior. <laughs> but he and his wife wear rally headsets so they can talk to each other. And, and Good way to do it. And stuff. So, yeah. But, no, for mine, I actually did um, – I, I did a lot of research and I did uh, a, a three-layer sound deadening, so, so really sort of high-end okay. yeah, sound nice. deadening in the car, which has mm-hmm. probably um, added about 20 kilos to the car. But it's so worth it. I can I can sit at 120 on the freeway, 110, uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it will. Uh, you can have a conversation. It's 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 yeah, still one. a comfortable place to be. Mm-hmm. It's only thing is is that my car has pretty much no vents. So um, oh, so yeah. back then they they didn't have that center dash vent yet, did they? No. In, around no. that era. Oh, you said 74, didn't you? Okay, yeah. Yes. It's just, the SCs had a had the centre vent, sure, mm-hmm. but mine mine's before that, so there's no centre vent. There's, I worked out right at the end of the trip that if I put the um, the demisters on cold, that I sort of get a bit of air coming off the windscreen, or I have the window down and it's really loud. So, so and look, so no, no one's ever accused a 911 of being a, a car with good airflow. Let's face it. So, yes, you know, whatever you do is hey, look, yeah. even if it's, even if you've got air con, that it yeah. doesn't work anyway. So let's face it. I do have the benefit that um, I have the fold-out rear windows. So mine's early enough that it actually has and, – and that actually helped quite a bit that I popped one of them open with the, sure. the dash vent on and it actually gets yeah. the flow. Yeah, my 356, on the, on the long country trips and stuff we do, the I've got the front quarter windows, you know, the old-fashioned 
Oh, right, so you turn, right. you basically turn those all the way around the other way, and that directs the energy, which is necessary to the combination of West Australian heat and, you know, yes, highway cruising that would, speeds. That would have been fantastic if I had their, them on mm-hmm. the on the nine eleven. But uh, no, they're, they're, those windows work really well. They just mm-hmm. got rid of any ventilation in that car. I, don't, I think they just <laughs> thought it wasn't wasn't necessary. Imagine drive, Imagine trying to compete in a cars like that that had everything stripped out of them in Le Mans for 24 hours, you know, in their class, it would just be excruciating, wouldn't it? Now now they have cool seats and air conditioning and all yeah, yeah. that. Cool suits even. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Cool suits, yeah, not cool yeah, seats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. And um, with regards to you mentioned you've got four Porsches now. I, I know you've got yeah, the so you've got 992 I've seen on your channel. Yes, Yes, yeah, so so uh, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds really bad when I say that because uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got. A, I'm, a not a, I'm not a collector. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I've just managed to just sort of change everything. Over. I mean, I got the 996. I bought basically because I thought it was a, a great daily driver that I could have. That's comfortable enough to drive every day because it's much more comfortable than the old car. Of course it would um, be. Mm-hmm. It's got working aircon and everything else work, you know, right. works like a yes. like a modern car. Uh-huh. Um, that I can buy a car that I can drive for a couple of years, put 20, 30,000 Ks on and sell for the same money I bought it for. Or even more when you look at it like or, even or the last six the months they've gone ballistic, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, much more. Like uh, yeah, so um so I've got that. I've got the um I've also got my uh, the world's ugliest uh, Porsche, well, world's ugliest Porsche, which is a, a Porsche Boxster. Um, that's the, harsh. The, that's going to that's gonna hurt the podcast. It is. <laughs> but it, no, it's, it's, the Your, yours might be the ugliest version of it, but just saying the world's ugliest Porsche, that's harsh. <laughs> oh, look, oh, Boxsters can look great, but this one, this particular one is hideous. There is some very, very questionable things done to the uh, <laughs> done to this I, car. I, I have watched a video, your yes. video of when you first took it, and yeah, the um, the door stoppers for a rear diffuser were pretty impressive. Yeah, exactly. Like just was... Wood screwed on and then painted over. But the thing stuff. that got me my mind boggled the most was the fact that they moulded in driving lights and completely blocked the radiators, like stopped any airflow at all going to the radiators. Which I'm sure is why the engine blew. Um, even though I'd, I'd opened them up, I think the damage had already been done on the track. I think it had cracked. I couldn't. I tried to pull the engine apart uh, after blowing the engine on the racetrack and uh, up, seeing what happened. And I think basically I couldn't get the head off it. That actually, like the sure. it threw a rod, and um, yep. it's it's obviously um, sort of seized the head up. I broke two tools trying to get the head bolts up, yeah, but I. Yeah. Oh, I think so it's, it's cracked the cylinder lining. It's got water in the sump, and that water has then uh, killed the bearings. Yeah, okay, that's no good. The um, and the I assume you bought another daily, have you? Uh, yes. Well, and and basically for for seven eight years, I've had an old uh, my my sort of. We don't really have his and hers cars, but my wife generally was driving the um, um, our. The, the tow car, the car that can tow the car trailer and all the rest of it, which was an old Mercedes ML500. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and we've just upgraded that to a Porsche Macan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have four Porsches now. Yeah, sure. Um, I, well, I have the utilitarian version of a Macan. I drive a VW Tiguan as my daily. It's a good yep, soccer mum yep. car, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, has yeah, zero yeah. zero credibility, but it's very. I'm really happy with it. In all reality, probably the best car I've ever bought. The um, yeah. because it just does everything easily. The um, and with. Uh, what prior to Harry had you owned any Porsches? I had a I had a Cayman S briefly. I had it only for okay. about three months. Actually, I bought that first, and then I bought Harry because um, because I I paid sixteen thousand dollars for Harry. When wow! I so getting a complete, even though it's a basket case, a complete equal Porsche for that nowadays yeah. is like unheard of. Yeah. But. Um, uh, Lucky to get a set yeah. of original Fuchs wheels for an air-cooled Porsche for that sort of money these days. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, um, yeah, I had a Cayman S, but um, I'm pretty sure it had bore scoring. Um, ah, okay. Was, it was – I loved the car. It was a beautiful car to drive, but um, – Manual? Manual. Yeah, manual Cayman S. I did the Great Ocean Road in it. I did, did – oh, you lovely. know, we had for for a little while. It, it looked great and, you know, sort of it had – sort of slightly bigger, wider 19s on it, lowered a little sure. bit because I don't really like how high the Cayman sits its standard. Sure. This looked, looked really good. It, it, it was great. But, um, yeah, you'd have started first thing in the morning to be a, a like a two-car garage worth of blue smoke that had come out of the back of it and then it'd go through one or two litres of oil every 1,000 Ks. Like it was Wowza, just, yeah, okay. Yeah. For like a car that had hit, if that knew, it should have been. Yeah, it should have been. It's pretty grim. Yeah. Yeah, so so I was just so paranoid about driving it. I I sort of really stretched to buy it, and um, yeah, okay, yeah, and and uh, so I, I traded it, and I, I traded it on an Audi S5. I, could, I couldn't, in good conscience, sell it to another private individual. Private, yeah, sure, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, the Audi was great. I, I I loved it, even though it was a, it was a GT. It was a big, heavy. Thing, sure. Yeah. You know, I did go on a couple of Porsche runs in it, but. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't. Ha- it didn't. Definitely doesn't handle like a nine eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, you know, look at it. It's a, like you said. It's a G- geez, big GT car. The yeah. um, and with regards to your um, the cars that you've owned previously, you know, we just mentioned mm. it. Audi. You've got a not too dissimilar pattern of car ownership to myself. I had a um, uh, Audi RS four in the past. I've had a um, uh, nine four. Uh, I had a nine fourteen Porsche that I imported. Um, from the states back in 1993, I think, or 1994. So it was a um, oh look, there's your doggy, Mrs. Jeff, with, the, uh, <laughs> with um, Shorty. It's, it's oh, look at this! Oh, it was a good-looking dog. Look at that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is a friend, Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, for, yeah, so you had, for, yeah, just for list, just for listeners, we're just oh, yeah. comparing dash hounds. Yes, <laughs> sorry guys, sorry, sorry, it probably doesn't make very good. Uh, no, not, uh, not great audio, no. But yes. anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, I had a nine fourteen back in the day, and that was a um, two liter uh, car. It was a lot of fun to own, underpowered mm-hmm. as anything. In hindsight, yeah. knowing what I know about the cars nowadays, yes. I just, don't, I just don't think it was running that well in all honesty, but I did drive that from Perth to Sydney and back once, mm-hmm. which was a pretty fun. That's a long way to go. Perth to Sydney and back. Yeah, and back, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's- it, was a, um, it was actually a pretty good car. It sat on on the Hay Plain, 
like yeah. if you were allowed to, it would have done, you know, the better part of 170, 180 Ks an hour all day, every day. You know, it, yeah. just, it was just one of those cars just sat like a stone on the, uh, on the road, it just flat and bumper. You know, it was great. Great Probably little car for a highway. Take a long time to get there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you know, it's a Type <laughs> Four Volkswagen motor. There's no uh, mystery yeah. about that. Although these days you, you can get 250 horsepower out of things, can't you? Yes. Although that said, you've got a you've got a 356, which is uh, a, a not a dissimilar engine. I assume pr- pr- slower or yeah. Oh, look and look. It's um. um look, it's a much more expensive motor to evolve to that sort of power output. Look, a really good 356 would be punching 150 horsepower and that's not a daily drivable yeah. motor, you know what I mean? Like, but, uh, more in, in terms of the cars that you had, was your uh, 914, do you think, quicker than the 356 or about no, the same? No, my 356 is a faster car. Okay. The, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's there's also 25 years of evolution there of, you know, f- suspension sorting out and um, – a metallurgy just for when when they rebuild the engines nowadays you know they're much better and faster and high compression ratios better fuel all these combinations of things you know and electronic ignitions and all this you know stuff we take for granted you know but that's the reality of you know modern uh modernizing the internals of any old car i think whatever car it is even if people who want to build the concourse even yeah. the quality of spark plugs are better and stuff like that. You know, absolutely. It does make a difference. I mean, you know, like, like I said, the fuel is just is a huge part that we yep. can actually mm-hmm. just have much better quality fuel mm-hmm. uh, these days. Yeah. The, um, the other – I also think uh, the modern rubber makes the cars feel better driving experience, you know, because yeah. I had older tyres on the car. I've – I've got three sets of wheels that I rotate between just for how I like the look on the car at any moment in time. And um, I do think that the the newer rubber, whilst it's it, getting modern rubber in small widths is a challenge on the, these older cars and how much more supple and just the cars drive better with, you know, the. it's hard not to um, over tra- over rubber the cars as well. And I know this is the case in a lot of older air-cooled 911s where people put newer semi-slicks on them. They're just not as yeah. much fun. And the stress you're putting on the car itself because of the amount of grip it has is, you know, yeah. pretty challenging just as a driving experience. You can really feel the car struggling with, uh, you know, modern rubber pretty much. And yeah, especially big wide rubber that you can put on 911s. Well, I was actually like, I was warned that I'd possibly I'd overtired the car. I thought I'd overtired the car more because I liked the look of the wider 911. But sure. after having it out on the track, um, it was it was great, and I was still um, like I could. It was still a nice linear slip, like you know, particularly yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the particular track we're on at Albury um, uh, Wodonga. Like there was a um, it's it's a tape test track. So one of the corners is pretty much like a 270-degree constant curve. Yeah, okay. Um, and you could really just sit and play with it and you can just feel the front and the rear sliding just just, just nicely, but it was very linear. Uh, the loss of traction was very linear, very predictable, didn't want to bite me. It was it was not like sort of got so much traction, but when it lets go, it gets going a big way. It was all very easily controlled and um handled really well the car doesn't tra- like sort of doesn't tram line in um the cruise oh, road and stuff like mm-hmm. that so yeah i've got two seven fives on the rear and i've got two two fives on the front 
Yeah, okay. And, and well, it actually, that, it's still. Let's see if hear that because that is big rubber for an old old air called 911. Yeah, I mean, I have a, a lot more power than that. Of thing, course, even though the dyno doesn't necessarily show it, like uh, driving. You know, what, on what the numbers track, are you punching out on the on the rear wheels on that car these days? On the rear wheels at the moment, um, it's one ninety seven horsepower, so just under okay. two hundred horsepower. But the power the power is dying off at the top end, which I'm pretty much. Uh, worked out now that it's because my exhaust is too small. Okay. I've got one and a half inch um, collectors headers on the uh, on the car. Sure. Yeah. And um, they really need to be sort of one and five eighths, maybe one and three quarters would 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 open it up a bit more and, and get that air flowing at high levels. Yeah. Rates. Sure. Sure. Yeah. The okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty interesting. The, well, even that number though, even that one ninety seven. I'm pretty mm. sure that era of nine eleven would have been around the one fifty to one seventy five. At the crank, yeah. anyway. So you're probably up about thirty percent on what that car would have originally had, at least. Definitely, it, it's yeah. Th- that car. I'm not sure that my car. I said my car was uh, by the VIN says it's a base model, but by everything on the car, it's an S. It's got the S brakes. It's got the S um, like the Coney suspension because it's there's two. They're not interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think it's basically an S. The, the base car was 150 horsepower flywheel and yeah. uh, and 180 horsepower for the S. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, and 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 mine mine would be you worked that it out. It's probably um, to to 30 to 40 as it is yeah. at the moment. Yeah, so that's a that's a that's a big jump on original. It's on factory yeah, original. Yeah. So yeah, okay, so that's great. Yeah, and the um, I've uh, I've. Before we decided, before we did this podcast, I made a couple of notes of things I'd like to ask you about with regards to your car there and um, just your driving experience and your trips and those types of things. Because I see that you've you've do the occasional uh, video of an event, not just you know welding up stuff in your garage. Yes. So the um, I see you went to Tassie in the last yeah. twelve months or so. Was March that last year, just before yeah. lockdown? And yeah. Okay. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, which car did you take for that trip? I took uh, my 996, took, um, yeah, Archie, my 996. Um, basically, uh, and, and that was that was an amazing trip. Um, we're actually going again this year, uh, october I think. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, but it's, it's a... It's a reasonably small group that try and keep it, keep it small, organised by uh, one of my friends in Canberra, Tian. Yeah, good. And... Um, it's so much fun. Just, just a bunch of you know Porsche guys. We we drive down, catch the ferry over. It's actually a really great way to travel the, um, sure. the, the ferry across because you get on in the evening. Um, you takes a takes a while to get the car on to, to sort of organise it all. But it all, the cars all go in the, in the in the base of the ship. Then you can just go up, sit in the bar, and um, have a drink or something, and then go to your own cabin, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and you're there. You get off the get off the boat, and you, you so. You've got a night's accommodation as you travel and get yeah, there. Yeah, sure. It's it's a really when, when you take that part of it into consideration, it actually if you if, when you consider that it is an overnighter, that yeah. actually the cost of the trip is diminished significantly because if you didn't, you'd have to pay to stay somewhere, wouldn't you? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, even if you were going to fly somewhere, flying takes so much of like takes a whole day, whereas this really you've got all of the day before and mm-hmm. you've got all of the day after because the travel is just the night time, whereas normally flying would be in the middle of the day or even it's early morning or whatever. By the time you 
get to the airport before early enough before you fly and then you're yeah, mucking around the airport yeah. to wherever you need to go we've already mm-hmm. got the cars we're right there like we're perfect not, it's 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 just it's a really good way to travel but it's not cheap um but yeah like you said if you if you factor in the fact that you've got accommodation paper as well it's actually not a bad deal yeah, and um you just I imagine that you guys would have gone down looking for Targa Tasmania stages and things like that. Is that what we, you know, following yeah, some of those roads? I think um, as it's it's pre-organised. It had been run a couple of times before I went down. I, I went got there for the first time last year, and um, yeah, so we, we we cover a lot of the the, um, the Targa Tasmania stages. There was um, like last year there was two track days, so we did a day at uh, Baskerville, which is a really fun little track. Sure. Yep. Yep. Just out of Hobart, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then um, a day we we had a day with the uh, Porsche Club Tasmania uh, at Simmons Plains in the um, on the way yep. back, and mm-hmm. and that was yeah it was it was just but the, the the bulk of it is just you know a, a bunch of guys are all interested in the same thing the range sure. of cars we went from everything from like last year was from. from Stu in his old um, SC, his old very tired three-liter SC, which he's just rebuilt the engine of, which is much better, and up to uh, uh, Tony had a 991 GT3 RS. So yeah, okay. there was a big range of cars, but we all had a ball, and it's just, yeah, it was just such a, yeah, such such a great trip. And you mentioned that. You, you might, might have seen part of the video, but those videos take so long to edit, so much work to film and edit, and it gets half the views of my one that yeah. they do in the garage. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. of you, of you building an oil tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can do do one of my garage videos. I can edit that in an hour and a half now. Like like yeah. that's, that's sort of my, you know, I've, I've got my, obviously I'm doing two videos a week, so I've, so I've really worked out how to get my editing down and, and how to do, you know, the whole thing. But, uh, yes, uh, I'm quite looking forward to getting out again. It was good. Good, great getting out last week with a bunch of guys, and it. I think it's worth. If you're going to make a trip over from from uh, from Perth for anything, I think uh, that Luftwaffe next year is definitely worth worth coming. Yeah, if you sound, can, that sounds although, like we're, we're um. There's a there's a few of us over here that are top, like we were hoping to get over there this year with our cars. You know what what we'll very likely do is chuck them on the train to Adelaide and then drive from Adelaide. That, you know so. Yeah. A lot less painful. <laughs> oh, look, the, it's, it's all about perspective. Like when you live here in WA, everywhere's a long way away. So it's not like you're – it's – like we, yeah. we we bought a – about five years ago, we bought my wife a um, a car in, in Melbourne and yeah. didn't even think twice about flying over, picking it up, driving, driving it back and – it's a three-day thing from getting on a plane to when you get home again, you know, and it's yeah. it's it's almost uh, look. My friend who I who I did it with last time, he's described it as it's spiritual when you're out there, thirteen hours, hardly see another soul, have conversations that take six hours, you know, because someone says, "Look at that, there's a tree over there," and yeah. then ten minutes <laughs> later, you go, "I think there's something under it." You know, it's just it's a whole different yeah. world. So it's like, it must be like what it's going through a death valley or something like that. It's that whole concept, you know. Well, you mentioned the Hay Plain before because I grew up in Adelaide and and I've you know been in Sydney for the last or Sydney area for the last sure twenty odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the amount of times I've driven over the Hay Plain and some of that is like there is no trees. 
Yeah. There's no <laughs> road dead straight. I think they add kinks in every like five k's just to, to, yeah, add to keep you awake. <laughs> there's no hills. There's no trees. There's no nothing. Just 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 nothing yep. for, as far as you can see. It's Classic. really boring. Yep, it is. And um, with with the uh, the Tassie trip, mm. and you know you mentioned the track days, and yeah. you know you're obviously doing a bit more track work, and you bought the Boxster to do more track work in and there's there's obviously more of that going on in you know in your video content so I imagine so in your life as well and yeah. um how and you know with you know regards to you're getting more experience at doing it and getting better at actually be driving which comes through the experience and driving on track mm-hmm. how, how do you, what do you think about the whole driving a slow car fast versus driving a fast car slow like I often you know go to the club events and things where you see the latest drivers in 991 GT3s and they're getting overtaken by three-litre SCs because yes, the driving ability and the thrill. And it's not just on the track as well. I like This is a, a topic that's close to my heart because I drive a, you know, a very low-powered Porsche that weighs only 750 kilos, so it's a, it's a lot of fun to drive on the road. I've never tracked it just because I don't want to do that to that car, but I do really enjoy you know, a car whose ability I can get to the end of as opposed to a car that is too good for me to ever exploit. What's your opinion on that, on that topic? I'm, I'm, I'm really about slow car fast. I, I, I'm, I, that, that was, unfortunately, I blew the engine in the Rockster first, but uh, my plan is to build that car to be faster than the GT3 and it will be adding more power as I'm already doing a, an Audi V8 swap. Um, in it, I've, um, but that was more because the engine's blown. So that's the that's the engine I'm going to put into it, and it bolts it bolts up to the standard Boxster gearbox. A lot of people don't realise that the, the Boxster actually has an Audi front wheel drive gearbox in the back of it. So that's why I went with the Audi engine because it's just bolt on. Um, how, how do those five reverse gears go? <laughs> the amount of people who said that and they're like, oh, but is, is, is the engine rotating the wrong way now? It's going backwards. It's like, no, the engine's facing the same direction. <laughs> it's just moved back in the car. It's all the same. Um, I just had to say it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I got so many comments of people like, I don't understand, but you turn the engine around. I'm like, no, I'm not a turn the engine around. The engine stays the same way. Just it's in the middle of the car. Now. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm I really enjoy being able to drive like faster and even we noticed in 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 tassie we were doing some very spirited driving and any of the twisty road stuff um basically the guy who was in the front of the pack uh trev uh one of my mates has has his box rod which is basically like my boxster it's a base 2.5 Boxster that he's been trying to kill the engine off for, for years and thrashes the hell out of it and yeah. it won't die. And that thing is an absolute weapon. Uh, you know, it's not super fast on the straights, but to actually you don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one for doing really high top speeds. Um, you know, I, I don't particularly care about, you know, seeing what the, how far I can put the speedo, but I, sure. I want to be, um, you know, quick around the corners, and you're hard pressed to beat anything like that. That Boxster is it was just as quick as that GT3 RS around any of the corners. It, <laughs> it really sounds was. like that was your motivation to actually get one of those cars from that trip, was it? Yeah, well, well maybe not that trip, but but seeing what Trevor done to his car and and how how much how cool 
you managed to make make those cars. I don't know. I, I used to really hate them, you know, like like everybody. I think they just sort of thought it was it was the. Uh, yeah. I remember when they came out, it was all the the poor man's Porsche, the uh, the hairdresser's car, blah blah blah. And I've really come around to the the early cars. I, I I think they can look look really good. I'm not a convertible fan. I must be honest. Um, I'll always have the roof up because I find you always. You're either sunburn or freezing cold. It's just never comfortable. I just just I I need a roof for me. But um, yeah, I, I, I. But on the driving side of things, I really like being able to show that you can drive. It's it's more about the driver than just having the, sure. the more powerful car. Yeah. And um, uh, don't get yeah. me wrong, the more power, the more power is nice, but it's unnecessary. It, it, yes. it, can, it can it can certainly hide a lot of uh, inability. Yes. And and I know I, I I really like driving. I've actually got a um, um, a sim rig setup. It's another one of my most popular videos. Actually, um, it's got about a million views now. This really basic sim rig I set up. Um, and uh, I, I you know when I, when I get a bit of time, I jump onto iRacing, and uh, I really enjoy jumping on the simulator and, and being able to pit my skills against other people who are driving the identical car. So sure, I mean. They're not as much. I think a lot of people consider them like video games. Don't necessarily see how how um, how accurate they are. And I found my driving, my real driving, has gotten so much better after spending a lot of time on the simulator because um, they are the like the the tires on, on the simulator. The tires have to heat up and then they go off, and um, the amount of fuel you have in the car makes a difference. Uh, the sure. like 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 the they're very, very accurate, and uh, um, yeah, and, and I think yeah. I said my driving has definitely improved quite a bit uh, on the track, and I, I give my mate uh, heaps. I actually have a um, my own Stig for the uh, for the Boxster videos. I have uh, my my mate Spike Goddard, who's uh, who's drives the car as well, and he's raced. Um, he started racing Formula Four, then he raced Formula Three in in the UK and won that series, and then raced Formula Three in Europe against Carlos Sainz and um, uh, Vettel and a bunch like a bunch of the top Formula One. He did an F1 test with Force India, so he's driving the car, and I got I was within 0.2 of a second of him on at, at the local track, so which I which I was quite chuffed about. So I would be too. Um, it sounds like the guy can pedal. The um Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the I was I was actually listening. It's interesting you mentioned about the sim because I was listening to a podcast just yesterday or the day before, and a one of the um, European Career Cup teams gave a seat to a simulator driver, and yes. never dri- never driven a race car before. Yep. Okay. And in the first dry event, that that driver actually won that first race. Yeah. Never, never been. You know, didn't do testing. It was his first day out. He tested for the in the qualifying and practice sessions, then yep. went out and won. In the wet, terrible. But you know, in the dry, he was just yeah, for his first time ever out in a one of the new or not the latest Carrera Cup car, but the nine nine one point two Carrera Cup car. So it was uh, yeah, fascinating to hear that the the sim thing. And like let's face it, the drivers use those sims nowadays just to hone their skills. Those, you know, you talk to Dan yeah. Ricardo, he spends more time in, on one of those than he does in a normal F1 car. Yeah. Well well it's I mean, getting actual seat time at a track is 
even if you're a Formula One driver, is still not – you can't just do it every, all day, every day, whereas you can jump on, you know, at whatever time and, and mm-hmm. be, be driving in, in five minutes. And, and it, it takes a while to get used to how to – to feel the car because obviously sure. in some ways I find driving a real car a bit easier in some respects because you can feel what's happening, whereas you have to learn how the simulator tells you how it's feeling. So if the feedback and the steering wheel and the sound and, and things like that, like we well, don't that have the G-forces and the holding in the seat around corners and stuff in the Sims, do you? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, 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 you I mean, in a car, you can feel the instant any tire loses traction, and actually, what corner it comes from, and um, that is is really well translated through your through your butt. But on on a sim, obviously, you don't have that. There's no there's none of that feeling. But but unless you have a million dollar sim, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, uh, there's there's a lot of drivers like who've been driving for years who get on the sims and think, no, this is crap. It's nothing like the real thing. I think it's mostly because you need to be able to learn to feel it's the simulator. But once you For actually sure. learn that and and translate that the other way from the sim to the road, it, it 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 definitely helps. Particularly in being smooth, smooth on the throttle, smooth off the throttle, the the just just weight transition, and also taking the best line, getting getting power out of the corner. I know when I was. When I first got on the track, I always thought it was about breaking as late as possible and just hang on around the corner and 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 and, and corner as fast around the corner as possible, and that's slow. So yeah. getting, getting breaking early and getting on the power early is is so much faster. And and things like that is what I've learned over lots of time on the sim. So yeah, fantastic. And, and also um, memorizing a track. A sim is a yeah. great tool for that. Like you know. Imagine how much longer it would take you in real life to remember all the corners around the Nürburgring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, where, where is, I mean, I'm definitely not amazing at it, but I've done so many laps on, on the Nürburgring on a simulator that I, that I think I'd be able to at least know what's coming up. On, Have you been there on, before? On the real thing. Sorry? Have you been to the Nürburgring before? I have not, but that is that is on the list. Yeah, sure. Which (laughs) yeah, I've not either. I'm just curious. That's all. (laughs) The um, so with with the uh, with the 911s, yes, with both of them, what are the future Mm. plans? What do you for the cars? Um, the Archie, my 996 is um, I'm just just going through and tidying it up. So I've gone through and done all the basic maintenance things. I've done the um the IMS bearing. Uh, I've done the the water pump and it's covered in stone chips in the front, particularly from Tasmania. So, so I'm sure. going to sort of repaint the front, just just making it a really nice, neat car. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've been quite vocal about the fact that I really hate the interior in the uh, the, the 996. It, um, is, does the 996 have that horrible volcano grey plastic in it like the 997s? Um, and it has something, see, I don't mind that. Part, that, that it has some of that. That's actually probably the nicer part in the, the nine one six. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. Like the mine being just uh, the 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 ones that had the leather pack. That particularly, I've got some friends with some nine nine six point twos turbos, and they sure. have the leather dash and stuff like that. It looks much better. It looks much better okay. in black. Yeah, okay. That is a a big upgrade. Mine has got like this sort of this horrible sort of molded plastic door trims and, and yeah, okay. And mine's got the, the the gray interior, which does not help it at all. Sure. Um, yeah, I just 
the the interior of the car, I think, me makes a big difference to me because that's the bit that you see when you're driving all the time. You know, sure, yep. Everybody else sees the outside, but yep. uh, um, are you going to yeah, do that so, yourself? So, sorry, are you going to re- are you going to redo the interior yourself in that no, car? No, it's it, that's that's still the the daily. I'm not going to spend. I've got enough projects uh, <laughs> at the moment. Um, that that will just. I, I might repaint some of the seats and re, re like leather dye the, the seats where, where the bolsters are worn and things like that and sure, tidy yep. that up. Mm-hmm. But that car will, I'll probably move it on. I wouldn't mind swapping that for a 997 or something like that down the, down okay. the track. But, uh, we'll, we'll see I wouldn't that. be surprised if you could do that without without changeover in the near future because the way 996 prices are going compared to 997, yeah. that whole like 964, 993 thing seems to be going on in the marketplace at the moment. But, you know, yeah. it's just amazing what's going on with the cars. So, yeah, look, it's... Yeah, anyway, it's gone up a lot since I bought it. That was the cheapest one in the country. I paid about forty thousand dollars for that. You know, yeah, oh, look, it doesn't feel like that long ago that they're only about thirty thousand dollars either, does it? Let's face yeah. it. But so yeah. yeah, it's it's now it'd have to be worth in the fifties at least. You know, oh, at least yeah. like, the fact so, you've done the IMS in it as well. That, yeah, you know, that's that's a value add to anyone that's buying one. Yes, which was which was part of the, one of the main reasons, to be honest. I'm not that worried. On the early cars that, that have the dual row IMS, I don't really see it. I really don't think it's this huge issue. Same with on the 997s. It can go, but so can a million other things happen on the car. Yeah. Um, but the single row IMS is the real, the which is not just on the point twos. I found actually it's it's in the 997.1s as well, isn't it? They have they have a bigger one, so I'm not uh, wouldn't really be worried about that. They've got a sure. bigger single row. It was. It's actually from mid two thousand onwards. I believe what actually happened is that the factory that was supplying the bearings to Porsche were uh, burnt down, and they had to get a replacement really quickly. So they went from this big dual row bearing to a smaller single row bearing, and that's uh, okay. when it fails. So it's just yeah, if, that, that, if it fails, yes, and those ones are much more likely to fail. And I believe there was a class action lawsuit made in the US against Porsche at the time. Okay, and they they had the nine nine sevens and the nine nine. Uh, the, the early 996s on there as well, and then they ended up dropping them off the class action lawsuit because there weren't enough cases to okay. make it a, make it a, a class action a thing. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, sure. Okay, so yes, yeah, so there's not much going on with that car then. What about Harry? No. What's so you obviously going to do something about that rear suspension or wheels or do the guards or something by that bubbling or whatever you mentioned earlier? Harry, I mean, that was only really that only really happened when I had a couple of big guys in the car. Um, there was a lot of extra weight, you know, extra weight in the car on a really bumpy road. That's when it was an issue. It was only on that one drive. There was no other scrubbing the whole trip. Ah, uh, okay. Um, uh, but I, I, it would really look better with 15s. I think 15s are the, the right size for that car. Um, of so the that, era, that type of thing. Sorry? Of the era, that type of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, exactly. And um, I want to redo the, the carpet in there. I'm not happy with how the carpet is and the dash needs redoing. I need more airflow and things like that. So I'm going to redo some of these bits and pieces on the interior of the car just to, to, to bring it up to standard. That'll be a constant evolution, that car, because it is – that's that's the keeper. Other cars may come and go, but that sure. one is the one to, yep. to hang well, around. Well, it's a cracker of a car, great colourway. I love the uh, I love the orange-purple combo. I think it's, you know, for cars of, of certain – times of yeah. development you know that that whole thing is fantastic i think you've done a great job there well i think that's also a thing that helped my channel is because it, it, the the controversy of the purple interior um oh really i painted that car in um black with a black interior 
I think that video wouldn't have had anywhere near the views. I think, you know. Um, or, or if your channel was relying on a silver 996 with a grey interior, I think you've got the same problem. Well, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, as the, the, the 996 is a great car. It just, I just don't like, don't like the interior. But the rest of it, the outside, I think, looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with the, the headlights, so they don't, they don't turn me off. Yep. Um, oh, look, I think days. it's, yeah. Everyone's had 25 years to get used to them. I don't think there's the contra, the controversy that they used to be for them. You know, the exactly. which is reflected in the resale value of the car these days. Let's face it. Yeah, and it drives great. It's it's so so good. I mean, it could use some more torque. As I drove mate's nine nine seven S, and um, yeah, the, the torque and the gearing is better in the nine nine seven. I find that the gearing in the nine nine six is really high. Okay. So second gear, it, it redlines about one hundred and twenty k's an hour. So mm-hmm. it's really high um, high gearing. So I find. Particularly if I'm on a country road, we're driving with some mates, and you sort of slow down to turn turn a, a ninety degree corner. You don't really, you're still flowing. You don't really want to go back to first. You never want to go back to first, but you take off in second, and it's just bogs down, does it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It really takes a while to get that, get those revs up. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That, that's interesting. That's like that's the what you mentioned is the common complaint with the uh, all the Cayman GT fours. The same, you know, the, the gearing's just yeah. Although is the only way to describe have a lot it. More torque, but I think yeah, like the, the the gearing. I don't know where they do the gearing for zero to hundred times or what they do, but it's still um, okay. for, yeah. for my video channel. The the um, so look overall, I really appreciate your time today, Jeff. It's been nice yeah. chatting, and I, I do enjoy watching your videos when you post them. I'm really enjoying the Al Ferrari um, yeah. build process that. So I am mildly concerned that um, you know we're we're both going to be retired before you get it completed. The um, I'm, I'm not. In, I think it's probably another <laughs> twelve months. It's not. It's not Project Binky. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, like you know, like those those guys have been going for six years or something. I've I've been going for eighteen months. I think there's another twelve months in it. So, yeah, so sure. It's not, it's not terrible. Are you going to paint it red? No. Interesting. I, 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 I actually, that's the first I've actually mentioned publicly. Uh, I'm not. I won't mention the actual colour. I'm going to paint it. Sure, fair enough. Yeah, but um, but it won't be Rossa Corso. It can't be red because they're all red. Everybody paints all those alphas red, and there's too many red, so it can't be red. Fair enough. Um, yep. Even though it would look great in red, it look fantastic in red. They're all they're all red. No, <laughs> I, I'd have to say my, my favorite one hundred and five bodied Alpha I've ever seen is actually a navy blue that I've um, that I've with gold. Um, you know those Campagnolo wheels. Yep. So yeah, I saw and it had like the gold badging on it and the, the whole thing. It was very eighties. Don't get me wrong, but my yeah. goodness, the the color just worked. It just pumped the guards. It just you know some colors make cars look certain ways. And yep. the navy the navy blue or a midnight blue or whatever it was. It was a really it was a nice touch. So yeah, look, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it when it does get completed. I'm sure you're very looking forward to firing the thing up and just getting yeah. that point where it can turn wheels type thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. It's getting closer. I mean, at the moment, I'm waiting on parts. It's the, there's things that are sort of holding me up, but um, I just got wheels on it um, two days ago. So, oh, um, fantastic! Um, yeah, it's got it's got the wheels on there now. I've got the, the the roll cage done. The engine is basically all the systems. It's it's ready to go. Besides wiring, mm-hmm. 
The, um, are you going to run an independent ECU or are you using the original Ferrari box oh, on it? How does that work? I'll, I'll be using a, um, um, a Link ECU on that. Like, oh, like the same as what you got on, uh, on the 911. Yeah, um, mostly because the Ferrari ECU is just going to be so hard to get it running. It actually, I imagine it would be, yeah. The, the Ferrari actually runs two ECUs. It runs like a, like two four-cylinders um, that, that talk to each other and getting the immobilizers off of it and all the rest of it. It's just, but it's that's just, so Italian, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah, and look, it's a two thousand model engine, and like I think they just came out in ninety eight or something like that. Sure, so so yep. you're talking old technology yep. now as well. So yep. fair enough. Um, yeah, wiring up to a modern ECU should should hopefully um, be reasonably manageable. Also, things like the crank angle sensor of the Ferrari ECU, I don't have anymore anyway because that's on the Ferrari flywheel that I don't uh. have. Yeah, yeah, fair um, enough. I've put mm-hmm. a crank angle sensor on the front of it, like, like, yeah. So, so, hopefully, fingers crossed, it, it runs. Uh, it, 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 it's all tunable and runnable as the thing. I mean, an engine is an engine, really. Once you, once you uh, put all the inputs into the ECU, it's, it's not a mystery to get it, get it running. It should be. Yeah, used. good. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the outcome of that one. It's been a, um, I've, I've quite enjoyed the build process that you've been doing on it. Yeah, oh, look, it's it's my my stuff is very slow. Uh, you know, not not for everyone. I can understand that. It's uh, you know, some people don't have the the patience for that. They want to see the build done in in you know in in two weeks. Or like, As some of your videos uh, the, of time lapses of the full project from start to finish demonstrate by the number of views I have. Yes, exactly. They they, <laughs> they just want to see the, they just want to see the finished product and not, yeah, not yeah. what's yeah. all the, the, the just give me the sugar hit. Just give me the shortened version. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I don't care that you had to rebuild your oil tank four times. Exactly. <laughs> just, just, I mean, there's just, just so much work that goes into it for one person to be doing it all, like, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't have a team that are doing it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, well, so. the sense of achievement must be unbelievable. Like, you know, when you finish your Datsun and, you yeah. know, finally got that thing out the road when you first time you, must, you drove um, Harry must have been pretty exciting stuff, you know, because of the energy that goes into it. It really, it really is. I mean, the Datsun was, you know, it was still, and even Harry, there was lots, lots of teething problems when they first, like every project, once, as soon as you get on the road, there's lots of things you need to, like, okay, I've got to fix this, I've got to fix that. But, like, as the the real test, actually, for Harry was just this last weekend, even though I've had it on the road for six months maybe. Sure. He's actually being able to get it out, drive it for a couple of thousand Ks reliably, have no issues, drive it on the track and drive it home, and it was just... It was just amazing to be able to have something that I built in the garage that actually works and and runs and is reliable and comfortable and yeah, it's just yeah, great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's amazing and and yeah, I know that's that's why that that car is still. It's the only I've never really had any sort of sentimental attachment to any cars I've ever owned except for that one. That one's oh, and maybe my first my first sort of fun car they ever had, which was a Nissan Pulsar Triple S. I, I know the cars. It. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great. I hope, car. It, I I hope it was a white one. Sorry. I hope it was a white one. No, it was red. I oh, wasn't. <laughs> and this is this is actually what got me into airbrushing because I was an airbrush artist for thirteen years after I got out of the army, and um, yeah. I um, I paint the front was like sort of silver blending into gold with um, uh, it looked like the paint had cracked off, and there was a big snake on the bonnet um, because I was an airbrush artist, and that was the time. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there was time. <laughs> oh, geez. I hope you've posted photos of this on Instagram for the viewers' oh, it was, sake. You know? it, was, it was in Hot Fours magazine in um, September 2000. So like, oh, and, and I, ha- I have got photos and I love that. Had 
huge at the time, 17-inch chrome wheels. And yeah, like, yeah, okay. You know, that, that, was, that was the era. And, yep. uh, yeah. Fantastic. It was, it was cool at the time. Yeah, we'll never go back. The <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Okay. So, look, I'm actually off to a uh, classic cars and coffee event this morning after okay, we finished yeah, well, our chat. Get, get yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed the talk, and I hope the listeners have enjoyed it too. And I'll put obviously all your um, your YouTube channel details and Instagram details below. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to upcoming videos. So, thanks yeah. very much for your time today. Yeah. No problems. Thanks for the chat. And uh, yeah, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with your videos and stuff. They uh, they're looking good. I, I I really enjoy your your content as well. It's good. Thanks very much, mate. Have a great day. You too. See you, mate. Bye-bye.